0: welcome to the mud talk podcast where you can hear thoughts from potters and ceramic artists around the world a new topic each episode to improve our craft grow our businesses and discover new perspectives we want to hear from you my name is brandon schwartz but you can call me fuzzy Welcome to episode 13 of the Mud Talk Podcast. Now we are getting down to the nuts and bolts, or should I say the alumina and silica, because this episode is all about clay. What clay do you use and why do you use it? There was a lot of discussion on this topic, which is unsurprising. If you have a bunch of people that are passionate about clay, like we have, one of the best topics to talk about is probably clay. Hopefully this episode will give you some things to think about if you want to try a new clay or you just need some kind of change. And remember, if there is something you want to remember or explore, you can find the show notes for this episode and every episode at expertclay.com. Just click on podcast in the menu and find the right episode. One cool thing about the show notes is that all the names are actually links to the social media account of the person that left that comment so you can get in touch with somebody if you have questions or you want to start a secret b-mix fan club or something but let's get to the discussion most of the comments are grouped by the manufacturer of the clays mentioned and i saved a few of my favorite responses for the end i'll also share five things to consider when choosing a clay all right first off erica bodine pottery said standard ceramics 112 speckled brown i love how i can push this clay body to limits other clays won't tolerate need a piece finished in a short time this clay will make you happy i love the results the manganese gives i had someone ask me once if i put glitter in my clay Elaine pottery said standard 182 i love the white canvas it provides while still being sturdy for functional wear and easy to throw with R.D. Ceramics also said Standard 182, no grog. It's very nice to throw with, good for carving, and is a great canvas for my glaze selection. Uh, Quick side note, a lot of the potters in my area also use Standard 182, and it works pretty well in wood firing. Whim and Vigor said, I love Standards 153. It's an absolute workhorse. Works for throwing and hand building, fires beautifully, reclaims well. Stiff Clay Studio said, I flip-flop between Standard 181 and Loafer's Glory. Both take glaze like a dream and are delightful to throw with. I've even accidentally mixed them together in a slot bucket, and the reclaim was fabulous too. Sharon Merchantivity said, My favorite is Standard 378 because of the richness, the color, and the speckles add to my glazes after firing. Unfortunately, I don't have a local supplier now that I've moved to Mississippi, and I'm about to start the search for a different clay. Mud and Yarn said, I'm a huge fan of Laguna Clay's speckled stoneware. I just love letting a good chunk of the natural clay show on pots so you can feel the texture and see the beauty of it. Homemade tastes better on handmade. Great handle, by the way said, was using primarily Laguna Bmix slash wood, but since our studio has become a Laguna clay distributor, it's been hard to resist trying other clays, currently using Laguna slash Miller 850 in production, and testing out darker clays too. Also trying Bmix Grog for some wood ash firings. Clay by Laura said, I use a low-fire white Laguna clay right now. I like playing with Amico underglaze and glaze combinations on the textured surface of my pieces with a bright color palette. These all seem to play nice together. I switched from a different low-fire clay about a year ago when I started having problems with glaze popping off a finished piece, even long after firing. Cedar Hill Chick said, Cone 10 B-Mix It is good for hand-building, looks great fired in a gas kiln or wood-fired kiln. Also like Ann's wood and soda clay from New Mexico Clay. Lori and William said, Cone 6 B-Mix, red clay, speckled buff. All Laguna, beautiful throwing properties. Those three cover pretty much any mood I'm in. Gnome Island Studios said, My all-time favorite sculpture clay was Coconut Crackle from Leslie Ceramics. But they discontinued it. Sad. So now, B-Mix and Cassius Basaltic. FiddleQuick said, the community studio I use just discontinued what I use, B-Clay. So now try and dover with sand. We'll see. KT Ceramics said, I use B-Mix, no grog. I like the smoothness. The grog hurts my hands too, and a small allergic reaction. Pathway Pottery said, B-Mix, Cone 5. I like how it fires almost white. It is easy and consistent. Studio for Art said, We work with children in a hands-on art studio. We use B-Mix Cone 5. It is smooth and easy to manipulate for our creators as young as two, and the white body takes underglazes well. Chatton Tomlin Creations? Sorry if that's not the right pronunciation. I love working with Cone 5 B-Mix. I just love how smooth and buttery it throws. I haven't really experimented with many other clays, though, but I don't see myself switching from B-Mix anytime soon. Judy Peterson said 63B from Sheffield Pottery for the last 20 years. Cone 6. Muddy Paws Pottery said I used two different clays, a white one that is a great throwing body called WH-8 from New Mexico clay and a black clay called Chocolate that they started to make after I sent them samples of a discontinued clay I loved and needed. It's so smooth and once I add my slip I can draw on these pieces like I do with my white clay. Both stand up well to the dry Arizona climate, and attachments do especially well with the WH-8. I've used other companies' clay, but New Mexico clay is the best, and they have superior customer service as well. Brittany Ball Pottery said, When I had an actual studio in undergrad, I mixed my own clay. Porcelain with just a little bit of grog for stability. Now that I have my own home studio, and lack the ability to mix my own, I've been buying Amico white stoneware. The Hipster Lemon said, Love the beautiful black body provided by Aardvark's Cassius. Absolutely gorgeous clay body. Octopus Ceramics said, "Mid-fire Nera Porcelain. It's so beautifully white, without feeling or acting like a finicky porcelain. Anna May Ceramics said, Coleman Porcelain Cone 10 Reduction. I like how celadon glazes turn out beautifully. Mas Paloma said Coleman, Cone 10, fired at Cone 6, Cassius Basaltic, favorite but stains too much, anyone have any tips for removing, or finger guards, and trying out Nera 5 tomorrow. Christy Hill Studios said, I love dark, iron-rich clay bodies. Right now my two favorites are Ellen Buff and Brownstone from Highwater. Mad Made Pottery said, I have tried seven of Highwater clays. Currently, I'm obsessed with orange stone and half and half because they have a firing range of cone six to ten. I can fire them in my electric kiln, cone six, at home, or at a local arts school in the gas reduction kiln, cone ten. I guess I like having options. I used to use speckled brownstone, but I was cautioned that the manganese particles could be bad for your health. Merscada said, "Audrey Blackman porcelain. It is good for throwing. Stonecrop Studio." Said, fairly new to Pottery World, am using P300 Cone 6 Porcelain, produced by Plainsman in Medicine Hat, Alberta. Fine textured and fluid to throw, fires to a lovely white that takes underglaze colors brilliantly. What would I change? Its expansion rate is pretty high. I'm always anxious about possible crazing in glazes. Ceramica Carol Tsai said, here in Brazil, this is a big drama. Clay body offered here have low quality. Kettner said, I love our studio recycle. It is such a beautiful color, and the grog causes the glaze to be speckled. It is also pretty easy to throw. I change the overall regularity. The recycle can sometimes have chunks and lumps in it. Mike W. from Facebook said, since I have chosen to do alternative firing, my choice of clay is white stoneware. The clay is great for raccoon, horsehair, blackware, sagger, and barrel-fired ceramics. Marion P. of Facebook said, Right now I use Cone 6-9 to white stoneware paper clay from Spain. It's buttery, strong, and very forgiving. Fires beautifully. Shows color well. Easy to mend if mishaps occur. Kathy G. from Facebook said, I have been making pottery and taking classes for a year, and I have used hazelnut, brown, raccoon, stoneware, b-mix, and porcelain. Most of these have been set by the teacher for the class, but I have chosen porcelain over other clay twice now. I love the way you can smooth and fold around, stretch to breaking, and challenge it to behave and not to crack. I hand build and I like to push limits. Noah Kildew Ceramics said, I like to use native Pennsylvania clay. I love the grit and sand of throwing natural clay. Marion Williams Pottery said, BRT for hand building. Can't fault it. White raccoon for sculptures. Lumina porcelain is the most amazing clay, a dream to throw. Rita Lehman said, I'm new at pottery. The last clay I bought was a tan speckled. It's beautiful, but is hard to throw. At least for me. I plan on using porcelain next. Earth Artam said, I use many different kinds, mostly from Georgie's in Portland, Oregon, because I like variety. Lady Tokyo Blue said, I love the red and white clays from school because I'm still looking for a shop to buy clay from. I like the red more, actually. It stays hydrated longer and it is just smoother all around to wedge. Brett Roberts Ceramics said, I have used Continental Midfire White and have recently started using standard creamy white stoneware Cone 6. Teaching high school, I like to have a versatile clay for my students that I also like aesthetically. I like the lighter color clays for the color response for the students, but I often find myself wanting to go drastically different, such as terracottas or cinnamon-colored clays. There's just simply too many options in the world of clay. Art by Greta Michelle said, I'm a porcelain and stoneware gal. Mostly porcelain. It started out as a challenge-accepted kind of thing. I read when I started out that porcelain was this diva clay, which got my backup. Now, however, we have come to love each other. The smoothness, the way it throws or hand builds, the way it accepts surface treatments and glazes, beautiful. I use DL Porcelain Cone 10 from Potclays and Norma's Porcelain Cone 10 and Frost Porcelain Cone 6 from Laguna. Would love to try some Helios, Coleman, or Limoges if I could get my hands on them. I would change the way Frost cracks so easily and make it easily available here. Anna R. from Facebook said, I use a mix of clays depending on what I am making. Sculpture or functional and different firings. So stoneware, porcelain, raku, and white or buff. These last few comments were some of my favorites. MuddyHands789 said, I use a recipe that I formulated during undergrad. It is a white stoneware that has high grog and sand because I am heavy-handed while throwing. It also has Lincoln fire clay in it for the possibility of atmospheric firings, and is stable from cone 6 to cone 14. My clay body fires out bright white with dirty speckles of iron in an electric kiln, and blushes beautiful oranges and peaches in salt and wood kilns. I have the recipe sent to Laguna to be mixed and sent back in 50 pound dry mix bags, so that all I have to do is add water. It's perfect every time. Thanks, Muddy Hands, for this very detailed reply. This seems to be a brilliant option if you can make it work. Of course, developing your own clay recipe will probably take a lot of time and testing, but you can get just the right characteristics that you want. Another great idea to save time is to have someone else mix the clay for you. I bet shipping clay in dry powder form is much cheaper than shipping it moist, but that, of course, means you have to take the time to add water yourself. So just like choosing any commercial clay, there are plenty of things to consider. But maybe for some of you, this option is something that will fit your situation a little better than what you are doing now. Potter Miller said, there isn't enough space on Instagram to answer that question of what clay do you use and why do you use it? Currently working in five bodies because glazes do different things on different bodies. It's not a one-size-fits-all solution. This is very true. Instead of trying new glazes, you could just try a new clay and quite possibly double your color palette. Though for some it's tricky to use more than one clay body, in a small space or with limited resources, it is a lot of fun to try new clays. Mudworks PA said, Sheffield Pottery mixes a clay for us here at Mudworks. We get it screened and delivered in batches of 5 tons at a time. It is beige in color and works well for throwing and hand building. When I decided 20 plus years ago to open a studio that offered classes, I made the decision to have only one clay type so as not to have scraps of different colors and cone temps being mixed together. I wanted to make functional pieces so I chose a mid-range beige and then developed my glazes to work with that clay. I haven't changed my mind since, though I've been tempted to experiment with other clays. Till now, I've stuck with this. Thanks, Mudworks, for this response, which shows some of the benefits to using just one clay. And finally, Tampala said, I love all the clay. Throw any type at me and I will try it out. From porcelain to grogzilla to super short local clay straight out of the earth. The action is the reward. Give thanks to everyone every time you sit at the wheel. It is a gift of experience, an opportunity to surrender to the clay, listen, and learn. You are a potter and not a politician, and that is a good thing. Stay muddy. Stay muddy indeed, Tampala. I love the attitude of experimentation. Sometimes I wish I could just try all the different clays. See how they throw, how my glazes change on each one, how they look in different firing environments. And I also agree that it is a gift to sit at the wheel and work with clay. There are a lot less interesting things that you could be doing. Thank you for your inspiring comment. Alright, so there are all the comments. Here is a random thought for the day. As I was reading through the comments, one of my first thoughts was, I wonder if I could guess what region of the country or even the world most of you are from just based on the clay that you use. It seems like clay is kind of regional. I assume mostly because the cost of shipping compared to the cost of the actual product makes it more of a local product. It sounds like some of you use clay that comes from outside your home region, and I'm sure clay companies always try to keep extending their reach, but I wonder what the actual numbers look like. It'd be interesting to maybe take a survey or something. Anyway, here at the end, I'll share a few things you can consider while choosing a clay body. And a quick side note, I'm just about to record the last few videos for my first course at Expert Clay, the course is an introduction to making pottery for complete beginners, and the next video will be about how to choose a clay. So this is a perfect fit as I'm doing this episode. Personally, I use two clays by Amico: a warm brown stoneware and a buff stoneware. I've also tried some different clays, a couple of different clays from Standard and some other clays I've just picked up here and there. But here are a few things I considered while choosing a clay that works best for me. First of all is glaze fit. You want to make sure your glazes fit the clay or you could get a lot of glaze faults such as crazing and shivering. The two clays I use work well with almost all of my glazes. So that's a big key. Next is shrinkage and absorption, water absorption. If you make functional pots, you don't want the bare clay to absorb too much water. One thing I like about my clays is that they have low absorption rates when fired to the temperature that I fired to. Uh, firing temperature is one of the variables that affects the absorption and shrinkage, so check with the manufacturer to see how a clay performs at your firing temperature. Texture or grog or extra ingredients are another thing you can consider. I prefer smooth clay with little or no texture most of the time. The warm brown stoneware I use has a little tooth to it, but I don't mind a little bit. You have to use a clay that fits your own process. So if you do a lot of intricate carving, you probably don't want a clay with a lot of texture or big hunks of material. Color is another thing you can consider. The color of the clay can really affect the look of glazes. One reason I like using a lighter and a darker clay and switching back and forth is because it's almost like I have twice as many glazes. Most of them look different on the two different clays and one more consideration is price price can be an important factor for what clay you choose generally the more expensive clay is purer or made from more expensive materials you can buy the most expensive clay but if it doesn't fit your process it isn't going to help you at all one other thing to consider is the price and convenience of getting the clay to your location moist clay can cost a lot to ship one of the major reasons I use two Amico clays is because the local art store has them in stock and it's only 20 minutes away. It isn't the highest quality clay. In fact, it's I think it's marketed toward schools, but it is convenient to get and pretty cheap. So since it fits my process, I am happy using it for many different things. All right, so that concludes our episode And remember, if you want to leave a comment, it could be an audio comment where you call in or a written message, you can go to expertclay.com slash mtp and share your thoughts about this episode, what clay you use, or any episode in the past or episodes that will be in the future. And of course, look for some new Mud Talk Monday topics you can participate in soon on the Pottery Making Info social media accounts the topic for our next episode is what advice would you give yourself if you could go back and talk to yourself as a beginner? So look for that in the next couple weeks. And until then, stay muddy.